What's up, everyone, and welcome back to our Slab Sox live show here today, Monday, 6 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, really excited to be back for another stream today. Of course, joined by Nate. And uh, today's discussion evolved from a few different posts we've had over the last week, one including today, Carmelo Anthony retired from the NBA. And, uh, you know, as always, when he got all-time greats, he is top 10 in scoring in his career. Uh, it makes you go back and look at their card prices. And then you look at some of the most expensive sales of all time. And then you look at the sales of those cards now. And uh, Carmelo Anthony's exquisite rookie patch auto number 15, which is one of his very best cards. And it's one of the most very legendary sets of all time. Sold most recently for $10,000 as a BGS 9. This is the card here just without the BGS case. But when you see that type of stuff and then you think about how much Jalen Green sells for, how much Anthony Edwards sells for, how much... Kate Cunningham, all these other guys sell for. It's like, you know, gets you gets you thinking, gets you to go look at the differences between pricing from players that have done it versus players that you hope to do it. Um, and we'll talk about all the you know examples of such and why this happens. And uh, not trying to obviously talk down people buying modern cards, because as myself, you know, I don't have really much reason to go and buy players I've never watched before. I'm not saying Melo, you know, because I have watched Carl Anthony, but like other players, you know, but I'll collect Keandre Miller because I watched him in college and such. Night plays in the Rangers, but we'll get into all that discussion as as the stream goes on. Uh, now to lead off the stream, we got some comments here. What's up, Daniel Hector and SCP? SCP does bring up. Let's talk about the PWCC acquisition question mark. And yes, it is the first thing that we have in the docket for tonight. Before getting into the Hall of Famers versus prospects, uh, so Darren Rovell broke some news earlier today, uh, no more than two hours ago, probably at this point that Fanatics continues the buying spree and picks up PWCC marketplace. Um, now that tweet right there was the first information I heard about Fanatics acquiring PWCC, uh, to be honest with everyone, I, I, I really don't know much information about this right now, other than the fact that, uh, word is, is that, you know, PWCC will be continuing right now as they are. There's no, there's no like, oh, all the auctions will stop immediately as they're going to redevelop this, that there's, there's no immediate news out of this. Um, but they bought the infrastructure of PWCC as this tweet points to. Um, and it leads to them acquiring multiple different uh, stakes in the hobby uh, from Fanatics as Fanatics acquiring multiple different integrations and verticals in the hobby. You know, now from the point about starting their Fanatics live platform to buying PWCC, a massive vault and auction marketplace, one of the biggest, if not the very biggest. And it also um, leads to having all the licenses in the manufacturing. I remember there's some talk in the past about them having a stake in uh, – what was it? it was black black something capital that that bought into I think it was CSG or CGC. So um, they're clearly positioning themselves in many different aspects of the market, um, all the way from the top to the bottom. And uh, as you can see, a couple of comments came in from Instagram. Oops, sorry about that. A couple of comments came in from Instagram. These were the two most liked comments on the post, which is why they're here. You know, I just want to grab the two most liked comments. Um, you know, likes twenty and twenty-one could. You know, that's not, not like a hundred different people like this comment, but it at least goes to show, you know, what people are easily agreeing with. And Aiden says this monopoly isn't going to be good for anyone, especially the hobby. And James Jenkins says Fanax is trying to corner the market. Why should a sports car manufacturer also own one of the biggest auction houses in the country? So not only will they profit off the product up front, now they'll profit off its sales too, um, which is also what will be happening with Fanax Live. So in these two comments do go to show uh, that. There is a lot of uh, building from Fanatics' standpoint to get in all these different weeds and 
from uh, at least Aiden's standpoint. Obviously, Aiden concerned about uh, James's standpoint. Uh, also, it seems to be you know some concern there. You know, for myself, I'm not sure what's going to come out of this. You know, I haven't heard anything. Like I said, we we have no idea how this is going to interact. I think from here, really, all there is to to be seen is what does Fanatics do with all this? Um, the balls in their court from. How do they interact with hobbyists? How do they interact with card shops? How do they interact um, with key people in the hobby that can keep the, the fire going? And all that will really determine where it goes and and where the hobby ends up because, you know, the people inside the hobby are the most important part. Um, yes, you know, it's important to have licenses, to have these different things so you can create the product for for people. But, you know, you really need to you know help support the, uh, the industry at hand uh, to make sure that it can keep on going. As the hobbyists and the collectors is why the hobby has been here for over 100 years and why it will continue to be here um, as long as that's at the forefront. Uh, so to me, that is uh, the most important stuff coming out of this, and we'll see We'll see what goes on with this. I'm going to pull up a couple of comments here, unless, Nate, you have anything to say. I know I just kind of let you sit there for the last five minutes. Yeah, um, I don't know. I guess based off everything I read on Twitter, uh, it seemed like maybe the writing was on the wall here, especially – there was a lot of rumors about PWCC before Darren Rovell tweeted it in the last like 20, 24 hours. Um, so I guess this wasn't unexpected if uh, you were on Twitter and watching along, which I was not. And I don't think you were either. Um, no, I wasn't on Twitter. I heard something like yesterday, like uh, some some rumblings, but never heard of Fanatics' name tied to it. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. I'm, uh, I guess I'll wait and see how it plays out as i say wait and see like the rest of us um hector says will they rename it probably would help to expand the brand you know fanatics started fanatics live you know live streaming platform they're they i know they acquire something so to say so to speak to start fanatics live but i wouldn't be surprised and like i said i know nothing i wouldn't be surprised if they go to or a fanatics type of brand um as that brand is obviously known by um, millions upon millions and millions of people. Uh, Nick Knack says, excited for the PWCC acquisition. Us Canadians getting more access to US cards without paying crazy duties per card. Uh, yeah, I mean, and as SCP points out, PWCC goes international. Uh, Fanatics does have a lot of uh, in-routes internationally all over the place, globally. Uh, so it definitely could, uh, you know, then here's the thing. I mean, more money, more backing can always uh, spin up more, uh, more innovation. You know, we don't we don't even know like PWCC is a leader in tech in, in, in the hobby. Like they have developed things far in advance before other people for years and years and years now between their imaging, their vaulting, their their marketplace functions, all these different things. You know, who knows where it goes from here? It's just a lot of wait and see. Honestly, we'll just have to wait and see. I'm excited to see, you know, where it goes and what happens. Um, I just I just don't have much information to share at the moment other than what you are reading and the comments that you are seeing from Instagram. So we'll see what happens here. Um and yeah, you're right, Nick Neck. You know, IG comments. You know, regardless if it's about card values, uh, acquisitions, no matter what, it, no matter what it is, can definitely be negative right away. Um, as those are the people who are jumping to get their get their words out. Um, you know, the positive. I'm sure there's a lot of people who are excited about this. Um, yeah, I'm excited to see what happens. Honestly, where that's what it comes down to is let's see what happens because I think that just a lot of it's unknown between uh, what Fanatics is doing all over the place, and we just gotta see how it all ties together, um, and then we'll we'll go from there and talk about from there. All right, on to the next phase. So this is going to be our only segment, uh, but it's a long one. I know we we started to redevelop into more smaller segments, doing different things. Here's the deal, though. Like I turned into Nathan Rodeboff for two hours today, where Nate goes and uh, 
takes an idea and spends three hours on it because he gets down the research rabbit hole. I was like, oh, this will be easy. I'm going to take two players from every single class for the last three years from three different sports and look up all their sale prices and find a sale of a like soon-to-be Hall of Famer or a recent Hall of Famer. And little did I know, looking up card sale prices of however many guys this ends up being, um, that six per year, that's like, I don't know, almost uh, probably 25 different cards or something like that between everything. Um, it, it just took me a little bit longer, but here we are. So we're doing one uh, bigger segment and sky Div says that he's a big fan of the move. So let's see what comes out of it. Um, as there could be some, some interesting things, but back to this prospect stuff. So, you know, I, I don't really have a, a game to play here between the buy and sell. Although Nate, we might just work in a buy and sell it here for yourself. Why don't you just think about this from the lens of it's a, also a buy it or sell it. And I'll share information on the cards and then you can tell me where you want to go with your money. Okay. Okay. All right. So the idea here was that I take like two, the two most sought after prospects from each sport for the last three years and compare it to different card sales of a player that, like I said, um, just recently finished or is going to be finishing their career soon. So we got Bryce Young here. His 2022 Bowman University Chrome Auto Orange uh, 25 PSA 1010. Obviously, there's no NFL jersey cards of these guys out yet. They're just drafted. But we got this Bowman Chrome University all sold for $2,400 here. That is $400, some $500, $475 more than a Drew Brees Contenders 8.510 auto with a really nice auto. And if you know anything about these older Contenders cards, very tough to grade. So even an 8.5 is nice grade in that. Like, I know that Drew Brees, you know, he's not going to be doing anything else really going forward. His career is done, Hall of Famer, stat leader. But, like, just thinking about from a longer-term perspective, you're spending the money – on this Bryce Young for $2,400 where like a lot needs to go right to even get to a place where he's close to Drew Brees' career. You know, Super Bowl, top five in all these different passing categories. A lot's got to go right. And obviously there's similar statures too, which I just kind of found as a decent comparison. But uh, Nate, what what are you looking at here? And what are your thoughts between these two for Hall of Fame versus Prospect? I mean, I understand this is a pop one on the right side with the Bryce Young, but there is – a 0.0% chance I would ever, ever buy a Bowman Chrome University auto of anybody over a contender's Drew Brees, considering what we know about contenders, considering what we know about Drew Brees, and considering what we know is going to happen to Bowman University cards once the regular Prism Select, all that stuff comes out. And yes, I get it. It's an auto. And he's not going to have autos in the other cards. Um, that that being said it's still it's still not even close yeah it's definitely uh definitely a bit risky it looks like nate's getting uh blessed with the andy wi-fi glitches from last night both you two on your xfinity or something is it glitching right now yeah, yeah about every like i guess couple of minutes you get you you freeze and then you glitch up a little bit really yeah but you're fine right now i mean it was just a little bit when you're talking um hector says high odds as prospects never have breeze his career this phenomenon worst in football cards and other sports we'll look hector we'll see what it's worsted honestly this will help give us a comparison between football basketball and baseball baseball is pretty high up there honestly if you look at some of the prospects and what their stuff sells for um now on to the next one cj shroud uh super fractor auto bowman university this is the variation uh this is tough because when we have these 2023 rookies there's just not that much out there right now of these guys so i couldn't like go and have my you know selection of all these different cards of these players that might mean more for their for them, but the super refractor of Bowman University of Stroud, sixteen hundred and eighty dollars versus a PSA nine refractor of Peyton Manning for fourteen twenty six. Pretty similar prices. Uh, Nate, I'll share my thoughts here first. Actually, 
I don't I don't mind the super fractor auto. I think super fractors they they are obviously always sought after. If he gets off to the hot start with the Texans for any given reason, has way more potential in the short term. Now, long term, you're like, oh my gosh, you know how many different choices for CJ Stroud cards are there in ten years? That's another question. We always know a pain bangs Bowman Chrome, sorry, Tops Chrome, uh, excuse me, refractor rookie will be one of the most sought for football cards, modern football cards. That is, um, we don't know even if CJ Stroud would be successful for the Texans ever. <laughs> True, it it is interesting though because of it being a super refractor, right? Yeah, it, not cut the last one, orange out twenty five. Doesn't do it for me. PSA 10 doesn't do it for me, but Super Refractor always has that appeal that uh, you're just not getting with a base refractor from 1998. You know? Yeah, it feels like that stuff goes right for that CJ for CJ Stroud in particular. And you know, you're looking at maybe a three thousand, four thousand dollar card early in the season. Um, also, things go poorly, and maybe there's no interest at all. So, who knows? It's a, it's more of a gamble, but I would rather take this gamble where you know that people always look at it and say, Oh, Super Refractor. People won't always look at this and say, oh, orange refractor. And while oranges are nice, there's even a 2021 first orange refractor where it's not Alabama licensed, but there's at least something else. You know, give me that super refractor. Yep. Um, this one's interesting. You know, I could have picked the Tom Brady 2000 Bowman Chrome base PSA 10 rookie, which is also like $10,000 right now. But I think that a lot of people just would have said, oh, well, it's a base card. I don't care if it's an older card. It's still a base card, yada, yada. So I just decided to take an autograph of Brady because why not? The early National Treasure sign stuff sells for a ton of Brady because he didn't have many uh, actually Panini autos until I think more recent years. So there's a time when he didn't have many. But 2012 National Treasures uh, Virtuoso uh auto of brady nine thousand nine hundred dollars but yeah brock purdy gold vinyl auto numbered out of five i think that's a psa nine with the 10 auto that's the the 2022 prism ten thousand five hundred dollars um i you know i know that that people like spending on um, what can be but uh man it seems really hard to spend over ten thousand dollars on either of the two niners quarterbacks today nate without knowing what even is going to happen there <laughs> uh well i mean Brock Purdy seems like, from everything I've read, he is the guy. Trey Lance is not the guy. And when Brock Purdy's healthy, he will be in there. Um, that being said, that is a sick Tom Brady card. <laughs> the Virtuoso set's awesome. I actually had the Charles Woodson from back in the day. Like, if it was if it was a regular jersey, maybe not that cool, but the retro, the retro Patriots jersey on that card, Tom Brady on-card auto. I'd be hard pressed to choose against that. Like if I look forward, not knowing anything that's going to happen in the next 20 years, I'd much rather have this card. And if I could look forward in 20 years, do we think Brock Purdy is going to win multiple Super Bowls? You know, he'll probably choose this card. Now I understand it's a gold vinyl auto out of five PSA nine. So he wouldn't like have to match Tom Brady's career to like have that card be worth more than 10,500. But he'd still have to do well enough to have people want his cards. Like he still would have to do well enough. Uh, Hector says, seems like people or seems like buying legends is for slow long-term investing while prospects are for quick gamble flipping. That's totally true, Hector. I mean, that's where all this is coming from too. You know, we'll get to that as we get through these examples. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, 2005 Playoff Contenders Auto PSA 9 is a $4,000 card. Now, this one's not like within $100 of the next one, but Kenny Pickett Nebula Mosaic 1 of 1 is uh, $5,255. Now, I know that Nebulas are nice cards. They're nice modern cards that people like. I think people will like those years from now. Okay, I think that people will still like Nebula. 
10 years from now. Um, the hard thing for me here is that there is also prism nebulas, which are more valuable and more sought after. So if there is a time where, you know, the extra parallels, let's say, start to become less valuable, um, the nebula will be one of the first, or the mosaics, like, I think would go far before the prism. Um, but did you read that stuff about Ben Roethlisberger saying he wanted him to, to fail? Who want Kenny Pickett to fail? Yeah, the, one of the headlines on ESPN today was he was on a podcast. Did you and, did you listen to the whole thing or was it cherry picked? Because I've been hearing seeing my fair share of cherry picked headlines lately, where you go in, listen to the whole thing, and it's like that's not even remotely close to being accurate. Okay, so it says Ben Roethlisberger initially didn't want Kenny Pickett to succeed. Uh, he said over the weekend he admitted uh, he didn't want him to have immediate success last season. I'll be completely honest. I'm going to get blasted. I probably shouldn't say this, but who cares at this point? I wouldn't say I want Kenny to necessarily fail, but when someone comes to replace you, I still feel like I had it. I hope he doesn't come out and ball out because then it's like, Ben, who? Okay, that's like a weird quote, though. It's like, it's like I don't think, I know that like Big Ben's not beloved by the entire football universe, but like he's still on two Super Bowls for the Steelers. And I'm like, the third. yeah, so I don't think that, I don't know. That just seems like a weird ego thing. <laughs> I mean, I can't blame him. You don't want to be around forever and then not do very well your last year, then retire, and then the next guy comes in that replaces you and instantly does well again, and the team does well, and it's like, oh, maybe it was Ben Roethlisberger holding him back. I get it, I guess. Jordan says, for football, no prism nebula. Not sure why I'm or, or am I mistaken. Now you say that, I don't think I've ever seen a football prism nebula. <laughs> I, guess, I guess they don't do it for prism football. What are they doing for basketball? So I guess that's a fair point, Jordan. Uh, bingo to you for that. Um, all right, moving on to the next one here. We got football 2021. So rook, biggest rookie, obviously, is Trevor Lawrence. This one's really hard to comprehend, actually. Uh, you got Stars and Stripes, National Treasures, What's Random What's up with Panini and their Stars and Stripes always being a different number every year? I don't know why they're out, why are they out of 10 this year I have, or in, in 2021. I have no idea. So 21 grand for BGS 8.5, Trevor Lawrence, Stars and Stripes. Two days before that, the Mahomes Flawless three-color patch auto at 25 PSA 9 vertical sold for 23 grand. I guess $2,000 more. But it's, How did that auto get a PSA authentic? Well, it's authentic. I mean, the person just selected an auto authentic. You have to physically oh. select it, I think. So either like, oh, yeah, give me no auto, number grade, or authentic auto. I, at that point, why would you even put auto authentic? They'd only slab if the auto was authentic, I thought. So I'm not sure. Uh, but regardless of, of it, I mean, I I just have a hard time. I'm not saying, and I don't know which way this should go. Should the Mahomes be more valuable? Should the Lawrence be less valuable? I just don't see how a card where they make so many different variations and parallels now, and they make so many different cards that are similar to that National Treasures auto is even close to that Mahomes. I mean, I'm not like crazy for Mahomes, but like I totally understand why people are. He's won two Super Bowls. He's really young. He's like had amazing stats just about every single year of his career, other than the one he got injured. But then I think he won the Super Bowl that same year. So like it's just incredible, like how how these guys get close to selling for the same as him. It's not like a trout too, Nate. It's not like a trout where it's like, oh, he did it for a decade and now he's like injured quite a bit. And like I guess I'd rather buy like the you know, Otani or whoever else, Franco, Julio Rodriguez. This is like, he's not that much older than Lawrence. He's, he's older, but not that much more. Yeah, I I mean, look, it could just be a case of 
couple of people from Jacksonville that have a lot of money and want the first really good quarterback prospect they've had since, I don't know, Brian Lefwich or David Garrard or whatever, whoever you want to consider a good QE prospect for the Jaguars, Mark Brunel. <laughs> Not that he was a prospect because he was a backup first with the Packers, but you get my point. Yeah. Um, could just be as simple as a couple people who are Jaguars fans with a lot of money needing this card and not caring about the price of Patrick Mahomes. I mean, it's possible. It's possible. I mean, the same people looking to buy at Lawrence is probably not sitting there and saying, do I spend that money on the Mahomes instead? And I guess maybe it just should have some more research or, or it just doesn't matter to them. One of the two. Um, this one is wildly hilarious to me. Um, you've got a 2021 prism color blast at Justin Fields, PSA 10. That sold for $6,500. And I'm no Aaron Rodgers super fan. I think a lot of people know that. But this is a 2005 SP Authentic Rookie Patch Autograph numbered out of 99, which is like quite rare for these things. You know, SGC 9, um, $6,300. Like, I, I don't know. This one loses me completely. This, like, the, you can argue for the Kenny Pickett, like how Jerome was saying, oh, there's no nebulas in Prism or. Or I guess if you you know you want to say Jacksonville fans, I I just don't even know really what to say to this one. <laughs> uh, you know you you know you know me. You know I was a Justin Fields fan, not a Bears fan, but a Justin Fields fan, right? For the last couple of years, we talked about it yeah. quite a bit. Um, I still I yeah he's good at running. He didn't have the greatest weapons last year, but man, does he just not look that. Look that good at throwing football, dude. You had like twenty five hundred yards last year. Yeah, and obviously, you know, you see again, you see cherry pick stats where I see people on Twitter all the time just bringing up his throwing stats compared to another QB, and they don't mention his running at all, which is what makes him special. Which I is why it. he is a quarterback in the NFL is because of his legs right now. Because just based off of his arm, he would be a backup somewhere, right? But. uh it's still it's still insane. Like at least wait until you see him th- have good wide receivers around him and throw before investing that money. Because right now you're just banking off of oh well he didn't have any weapons so you know it's not his fault he'll be a good QB. You don't know that nobody knows that he could get you know Tyree Kill Devonte Adams in there and he could still stink. True. I guess what's crazy to me is that you know how we're talking about like Anthony Richardson coming into the draft, super low completion percentage. Can he improve it in the NFL? Justin Fields, bro, he was a 67% completion percentage at Ohio State. He was a in in 2019, in the COVID shortened year, he was a 70% passer at Ohio State. Like very, very accurate. In the last two seasons, he was 58% and 60% in the NFL. Passer rating 85 last year, 73 the year before that. So Bears like curse. Yeah. Well, crazy. I mean, there's only one there's only one organization in the history of the NFL that has not had a four thousand yard passer, and they also happen to be like the oldest organization in the NFL. That just that's that blows my mind constantly. I don't know how how that even is even possible with how, how did Jay Cutler paid. not throw how did Jay Cutler not throw for four thousand yards? That's why I, I don't know. I don't know. He was solid for like a year. <laughs> like, 
Um, Jordan, this is a great point, and I think this is why we're even having this discussion in the, pl- in the first place. Uh, one way I think about this is that Rodgers is incredible, but he has 0% chance of being the best quarterback of all time. Justin Fields has a zero, a non-zero chance. That 0.0001% chance is enticing to some disagree. So I feel like you're being a little sarcastic, but the sad thing is that this is actually true, is that something like this is probably why like that happens, is that like Drew Brees, like obviously retired, no, no percent chance to – to become better than what he was. No percent um, chance to retire at 29 like Andrew Luck either. T- that's true. That is a great point also. Or do something dumb. <laughs> um, yeah. Or go and, on Instagram Live. Yeah. So, so uh, you know, there's multiple different ways to look at this. But the point, the, it's a fair point that, like, you know, everyone's chasing what they can be. And I'm not saying that that's wrong either, by the way. This is just pointing out sports card values. I want to make it clear. I've fallen victim many times to buying the young guy. Because I want to watch and see him do well, and see him progress, and see if they can be better than than the person before them. Um, so, like, I agree. Like, we all, we all do it. No, I don't. Unless someone strictly co- collects vintage, I mean, you probably at one point or another are doing what we're saying. And me too, oh, yeah. me too. You know what I'm saying? So, like, this is not against anyone. I should have really probably uh, started with that. It's just an interesting look here. It's an interesting look. So, on the basketball, this you was really difficult. you really want the Homer route today, didn't you? Yeah, Rogers a couple times. Giannis. <laughs> uh, there's only one Giannis, so we're we're done after this. Um, but you got Wenman Yama's first Bowman Inception auto redemption. It's like a twenty three hundred twenty five hundred dollar card, um, right now. And I has actually having some troubles with this one because I'm like, do I pick KD? I'm like, nah, KD man. He's just like you know he bounces around to so many teams. Like his fan base is dwindling. Um, so I went with Giannis, and I know that they're not going to play the exact same game. Uh, him and him and women yama very different actually but and no this is not a rookie card either this is 2018 flawless patch auto but all those flawless patch autos are, are valuable for for great veteran players um you can get the Yaz patch auto for the same price as a redemption of women yama from bowman inception right now and i, I get that the supply is way lower in Wemby autos which is why it's so expensive as these are the first ones to hit the market but just something to think about if you were ever considering spending twenty three hundred dollars on a Wemby redemption auto um, you could also probably have a flawless on-card patch auto of Giannis. And then this one is is interesting to me because I know you're a big Westbrook guy, so I, I thought I'd put it in here. Uh, you got Scoot Henderson's Redemption Auto, which is like a $300 card right now. Uh, same price as his, uh, you know, hot. I, I'd say Bowman Inception, obviously his Bowman Chrome Scoot's autos would be valuable too. But Hot Prospects isn't like the the exquisite patch autos. I kind of mirror it to inception type of thing. $300 card date for a patch autograph number to have like 199 or 299. You know, there's probably for sure more than 300 base redemptions of scoot out there. Um, definitely. You pulled three of them, I think. Um, two. two. Okay. So there's gotta be more than that, but uh, either way, like Westbrook man, average triple double two years, at least made some impact in the playoffs. And Scoot could do some great things. No doubt about it, but, and yeah. maybe at this point, Westbrook can't really do much more, but I don't know. Also, that's a sticker auto, but it's like, uh, I mean, the the amount of hate Westbrook gets wild to me because I just like to remember watching him in like, you know, 2012, 2013, when he'd come to town against the Bucks, and this dude would just, he'd get a ball and he'd just be gone. Just gone. You couldn't stop him. It this was stuff- so much fun to watch. Yeah, no, he was he was excellent to watch. But this stuff is just so wild. Jordan says at the Dallas show this weekend, one guy told me he thinks Wemby might be the best player of all time if he stays healthy. I almost fell out of my chair, but I guess, question mark. Um, you know, there's a lot of players who, if they stayed healthy, could be up there. I, 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 I know we haven't seen him play yet. I know he could be extremely amazing. I know he's got tools. 
and he's big and he can do things we haven't seen, you know, that tall people do before. But like, I'm not banking on him staying healthy his whole career. <laughs> I how many what, how many seven four guys do we know? Um, oh, I should respond to that real quick. All right, yeah. uh, how many seven four guys do we know that are are ha- had a healthy career? Healthy. Yeah, and lasted like, like ten plus years. Now a lot of them are bigger. You know, Yao Ming had weight to his frame. Um, guys like that have a lot of weight to his their frame where Victor Wembanyama is a stick. But also, if he doesn't want to get shoved around by the Giannis's and by the Steven Adams of the world, he's going to have to put on weight. But it's still, how do you stop a 7-4 dude that can shoot threes and drive to the hoop like he can? Yeah, and I'm excited to watch it. I'm not going to – yeah, Kristaps is a great example. Kristaps got hurt and he wasn't huge. That's true. Uh, or, or like huge, meaning like super, super bulk. He got bigger. Um, <laughs> Taco Fall is, is coming. Bobo has entered the chat. <laughs> yeah, Bobo, Bobo had a lot of injuries he's doing earlier in his career too, and he wasn't super heavy though. He he was a twig. Um, so, all right, a uh, little brief intermission here. So SEC updates: May fifteenth submission, like the fastest grading I think we've had yet. Uh, we shipped it on the fifteenth, of course. May fifteenth submission. It arrived there on the seventeenth. It got graded and shipped back to us by the 19th and just got arrived back here at the HQ today. So FedEx was faster than normal too. So we'll be sorting those slabs tonight. There's a chance we pull off the live stream tonight here on our YouTube channel for the slab reveal, or it'll be tomorrow morning. Either way, the slabs will be shipped out tomorrow uh, to y'all who are in on the May 15th submission. We really appreciate that. An awesome job from SGC all the way around for the for our customers. Um, as for the May 30th submission that's coming up pretty quickly here, quickly here, one week from today, we need the cards in our hand to go out on May 30th. So by 29th, get your cards to us. So that means you probably got to start putting your order through pretty soon here at slabsex.com slash grading to make that submission. And uh, we appreciate all the support with the SEC grading submissions. Always, they do a great job. $18 per, car- per card for sports cards, $12 for Pokemon cards. Um, no upcharges, of course, anything post 2000. And we've never had a card upcharged um, before that, too. Great. Jim Brown rookies, RIP. Uh, Wayne Gretzky rookies, super nice Jackie Robinson, 53, 56 cards. Uh, Mickey Mantle, 53, I think. So, uh, you know, it really is for the super high dollar cards for the upcharges for vintage. But uh, either way, you know, very affordable grading, quick turnaround times. Would love to have you. And then I want to point out tomorrow, too, last night or second, uh, Bowman Inception, five uh, player, five case player break closed on eBay. And I will be, you are muted right now, sir. And I will be um, ripping this one tomorrow. So I cannot wait to experience the sorting and shipping that Nate had to uh, endure. Uh, how many cards is that? That's seven cards times 80 so boxes. Like five, five, sixty. Yeah. Yeah. 560 cards. Uh, what, a, what a, I mean, Hey, I'm excited to rip it though. Fun, fun rip. Let, let's see what we, if we can hit a Wemby or Clark this time, the sorting, sorting those by player. <laughs> builds character that's what i like to say it builds character <laughs> is clark a redemption too i don't think so but no no clark's clark's live and her cards look amazing the primordial autos are so sick i really want caitlin clark at some point because the one, card per, one per case yep one per case i need to pull that gold out of 50 um all right on the basketball 2022 uh, i started to have some troubles with finding uh like selling cards of some players i was looking for but Pelo Bancaro, this is Cracked Dice Contenders Auto at $25, $5,700. I want to find a Dirk card that was in that range. I know they're not the same player, but, you know, Dirk, absolute legend. Uh, $5,000 could have gotten you a 2007 Superfractor. 
also i have this Jordan... cards are awesome yeah dude those those are so cool where it's got the uh the bill russell rookie year uh design i know i knew that um Jordan would be in the chat, so I had to put this in here. Jordan, are you spending five grand on Super Fractor of Nowitzki or five point six on a Bancaro cracked ice? You know, Paulo could become you know very nice and lead the Magic to places. Uh, but like I said, some of those Super Fractors, especially those uh, Topps Chrome basketball football older ones, they do really well. So I'd rather have that. Uh, Hector, you won the Gibbs. Thank you for the support. Hector's got uh, Jamire Gibbs in my break tomorrow. Uh, man, Jordan fell asleep on the auction. Come on, Jordan. You're never sleeping. You're always looking for them deals. Uh, next one here. Speaking of another stick, we got Chet Holmgren, Contenders, Premium, Gold, A10, Auto, $43.50. Yeah, I'm taking $450 more and getting a dual on-card auto of Durant and Kobe in a PSA. We haven't even seen Chet play. <laughs> yeah. And the That's last time lot. we watched him play, his team disappointed in the tournament. Yep. Yep, yep. Man, I, I don't I, this is going to be really interesting watching all these guys coming in, Nate, who we haven't seen a whole lot of. You know, Scoot from G League and Ignite, Wemby from France. Chet hasn't played in over a year. We haven't seen him at like a professional level with all these big boys. Um, let's see what happens. I mean, it'll be a fun year to to really dig in. I think on on the rest of these on the rest of these guys. And Jordan says if Chet is four thousand three hundred fifty dollars for that, how much is Wemby of the same card this year? Probably like thirty grand or more. <laughs> Honestly. It's gonna be insane. Yeah. If 20, if PW if PWCC if uh, Panini has rights to the auto, that's true. You never know. Maybe we'll have to talk about the Bowman Inception auto at fifty or Bowman Chrome Gold auto at fifty. Um. All right. Next up, this one's extremely silly to me. Uh, Kate Cunningham Eminence on card one of one auto. I get it's a one of one. I get it's from the base set in in Eminence. I understand that Kate Cunningham is a nice player. I actually really like him a lot. He's hurt last year, but like you, you, there's so many freaking modern cards out in the world today that you could never convince me to spending the same amount of money on Kate Cunningham. Uh, one of the not even best rookie autos that there is compared to a noble nameplates from D Wade's nameplate. Uh, numbered out of 25 from the rookie year exquisite for five thousand dollars compared to that there's just no way so that- ebay ebay one one both numbers 12 and 25 divisible by three d wade <laughs> jersey numbers so since when is 25 divisible by three it's not <laughs> like what like you trying to pull some of me right now i was <laughs> All right, next up. This one is so silly too. I mean, there's a there's a decent amount of kabooms out there, I feel like, of, of Jalen Green. And you got a championship tag, one of one, of Vince Carter. I know he's in a Kings jersey. And I see I was even trying to go for, you know, not like the oh, here's Vince Carter's refractor rookie in a nine five from two thousand one Tops Chrome, or sorry, nineteen ninety eight Tops Chrome. Instead, I went with the modern type of card. Man, that's so sick. Championship tag of Vince Carter, one of one auto, even if he's in the Kings jersey. Uh, I'm taking that over a Jalen Green Kaboom PSA 10. That's for sure. Um, and then I got a couple more here. And then baseball, we're going to have a short. Oh, yeah. Baseball actually starts right now. Uh, Nate, you, you're the baseball guy, obviously. So give, give me some yeah. thoughts here. First of all, that might be the ugliest card I've ever seen in a one of one. It's a it's so you know how they had the first edition first these last edition. couple of years. So Wanders was like really cool foil, you know, since when do they have a platinum stars? I don't even – I didn't know that existed. I didn't know it existed either. It sold for under $3,000 probably because it, it looks so bad. Um, 
Buster Posey. Really like, I really like Adley. There's like a 0% chance he probably has a career Buster Posey at. That's what I was going to ask you. Because I know Buster Posey, like, best modern-day catcher there was. Um, and Adley could be an absolute stud. But how many Adley cards are there and how rare are nice Buster Posey cards are very rare. It's hard to find really, really nice Buster Posey cards. Uh, give me that gold refractor auto for sure. Card's so nice. And I feel like he's always going to be like a super beloved player in San Fran. You know, like that. Like he's always a fan favorite. He, he, though Adley could get there as well in Baltimore. Yeah, he, especially if he turns that franchise around, which it seems like he is actually. So I know I know you love your, yourself some Adley too. I do. Um, all right, next up, we got the new uh, shortstop for the Dodgers, Bowman Chrome First Auto BGS 9.5. It's a base, I get it, $880, but compared to Gunnar Henderson's rookie logo, Orange Auto at 25 redemption for 850 I don't know how good Gunnar Henderson's doing. I mean, I know not well. I, um, he was he was number one prospect for a little bit. Yeah, uh, we actually just covered this, and uh, Jimbo and I just covered this on the Ding Corners podcast. There's a ton, a ton of young – Number one, number two, number three, number four, number five, you know, g- prospect type guys, Gunnar Henderson, Bobby Wood Jr., Anthony Volpe, uh, Spencer Torkelson, Julio Rodriguez, ton of guys that have sub 700 OPSs. Concerning. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now, that's not to say that this can't change, turn around. Uh, Riley Green was terrible last year. He, at the last time I checked, was supporting a 781 OPS, which still isn't great but it is a turnaround so like these things can turn around um but as of right now gunner henderson is sporting a uh 685 ops 92 ops plus uh and it's hitting sub 200 for those of you that care about average which if you're hitting sub 200 you should care about that average <laughs> yeah if you're like, like 230 then whatever if you get really nice on base i guess yeah all right, well, that, that one's kind of whatever. Um, twenty twenty Because, you know, 2023, not a whole lot of cards are released yet. But 2022, uh, and I know I was having some troubles here, right? Like, I'm trying to grab card sales of these guys, comparing first Bowman. Like, the baseball ones got really difficult. You got first Bowman's guys. You got rookies of guys. There's just so many different baseball cards. Yeah. But either way, I grabbed some similar dollar stuff here. You got the Julio Sapphire Auto Purple 1010. Okay, I know we like Julio. I know he's not doing that great this year. But, like, come on. Are we not taking a trout first Bowman here? Well, you have, you have, you have, you have torn me because man, do I love a good Sapphire auto. Yeah, I know. Like, like I, I understand that, that Julio has the chance to go from nine to like 20 quicker than that trout might go from nine to 20, but that Julio also could be nine to four. If he doesn't turn around soon, like Juan Soto was, you know, he went down for last year and a half. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. It's a huge risk. It's just a very nice card. Like, oh, realistically, the Mike Trout's a very boring card. Yeah, Mike Trout looks like garbage coming I mean, that's to that. That's a, one of the worst designs Bowman <laughs> has had. And it's so, like, dark, the base autos, too. Yeah. Um. So, like, smart money would just be buy the Mike Trout and hold on to it for 20 years. But it's hard to argue with how fun that Julio is. It's a nice card, okay? I can't, I can't, you can't deny that. Down on the farm says Corbin Carroll with the 888 OPS. At least he's doing well. Um, yeah. And then Tim, oh, don't get me wrong, there's a lot of there's a lot of top prospects that are doing well. Just there's also a lot of them that are doing really, 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 really. Tim, uh, Tim says he wants that gold posy auto. That is a very nice card. Tim would fit great in your collection. 
Uh, all right, and then the last one I got here, and you know, I say take your pick here. Uh, the only reason why I think that you go towards Otani and the Trout dual patch auto off five from Dynasty versus the logo of Under Armour from the glove, I think one of one Franco is that one, maybe you don't care about batting glove relics, possible. Two is that, you know, you add up as Nate shows how many different one of ones does Franco have? How many different one of ones matter? Um, you say now, to be fair, how many different. Otani trout dual autos are there so there's more now than there were like two years ago you can only find very few three years ago i think you know um now there's more so i i get it it's arguments on both ends of the coin i obviously trout Otani are different animals but like it's it's hard to not take you know an rpa that's got a nice logo in it on card auto almost the entire logo as well yeah it almost all of it It, i don't you got a choice here or you know, I know there's a million. I know there's a million one-on-one wanders. That being said, this is not a lame one-on-one wander. There's a lot of lame ones. This is pretty cool. Yeah. <clears throat> and Dynasty. Man, I am conflicted. It would be really, really stupid to choose against Otani and Trout. But what happens if if Otani moves? Let's say and Trout's career doesn't doesn't result in much more, uh, you know, winning. Yeah, it, I mean that's a good that's a good point. That will they will look back on the Trout Otani years with disappointment in L.A. and everyone else will, um, if they don't make the playoffs this year and do some damage, and uh, Otani will leave and Trout will be stuck there, and they have no hope because they have terrible or- organization. Um, and they just throw money at old guys and then get stuck on those contracts, and they're not good at drafting and developing. Um, though, shout out Logan Ohopi or Ohopi. I don't, not 100% sure how to say his name. He was really good until he got injured. Um, but they gave Brandon Marsh away, who was turned into being really good once they got rid of him. Um, it's just. Wander is going to. Wander has already won more playoff series than Trout has in his entire career. And you know the Rays will be in position to be there. And if nothing else, look at what Jimmy Butler's doing and how his card values are shifting by the time he's 33 or whatever he is. Playoffs matter. They matter. Yeah. Um, so that's why I got on that. I, I'm taking the wander here. I love that Trout Tony. It's so cool. But, like, there's just way more upside. And I'd even say even in some cases a little bit less risk in some scenarios. It is absolutely amazing, though, that the Angels somehow, some way have Trout and Otani and still just can't win. Makes no sense. If you had to put your money on where Otani will be playing, not this this upcoming, like if he gets traded, but next year, where do, where do you think he is? My gut says the Dodgers or the Mariners. Dude, I'm the Mariners would be kind of fun. Uh, and the only reason I say, I don't even know if the Mariners have money, but I, you know, obviously the whole appeal of, Ichiro having been there, um, big Japanese population, but I, I I find it I find it hard to believe after all of the cost cutting the Dodgers have done the recent recent years, not resigning Trey Turner, not resigning um, Justin Turner, not resigning uh, Corey Seager. I gotta imagine they're saving up that money to just to make sure they can blow everyone out of the water for Otani. Yeah, they're probably gonna position themselves better than anyone in that scenario financially. Yeah. <laughs> Tim says Giants for sure. 
Uh, and Hector says the Angels are the, the Clippers uh, to the Dodgers, which is, yeah, that makes sense. And down the farm says Chicago. That would be wild. That would be. Really I would. Wild. I would eat a bucket of rocks if Otani signed in Chicago. <laughs> That'd be very painful. <laughs> but I, I don't know which end would be more painful. But both. <laughs> um, all right, move, moving on. It's true. <laughs> Uh, that that's actually our ending today's live stream. So, uh, hopefully we see. Well, actually, I don't want to see Otani with the Cubs. So, um, my dream scenario is that he goes to the Orioles. That would be nuts. Him and Adley. That's my dream. Go and beat the Yankees in the AL East. That'd be so funny. All right, that is uh, that's all we got. And uh, Bazooka Tom says, can you imagine Otani and Yankees staying with the short porch? Maybe hit seventy bombs in a year, but um. I'm excited to see what happens with Otani. I appreciate everyone coming to the live tonight and discussing some values of some of these prospects versus Hall of Famers versus veterans, whatever you want to call them. Um, always just something to think about. You know, I'm not gonna. We're not gonna tell you how to how to spend your money, how to collect cards. Uh, we all get the choice to do it how we want to. You know, I spend money on things like all my Gasly cards that probably should have been better spent on Lewis Hamilton or Max Verstappen, who clearly were you know are always gonna be at the top. But uh, we do it because we enjoy it and. Uh, you know, everyone just uh, think about the information, I guess, and take it take it back. No need to listen to this too if you don't want to. It's just it's just fun to look at the values. Honestly, a lot of times it's just fun to compare card values and see where what's what's trending where and why. Uh, of all of them, though, I think this is the most nuts one. I, I think honestly, of all of them, do you think do you think if Kevin Durant wasn't on that card, it would be higher? Like a lot of people just don't like Kevin Durant. Well, I mean, here's the deal. Like, there's a ton of Kobe auto is just as Kobe and they're less valuable than that. I think if you put like Curry on this card, it's probably like way more expensive. Yeah. Um, actually, I don't know if they made that. They may have. Because you're right, a lot of people don't like Durant. Oh, yeah. So I know how much a Curry and Kobe do auto sold for. Now this was 2017 or 2022, but with a faded curry auto, it sold for twenty thousand dollars. So <laughs> yeah, a lot of people would rather have Kobe and Curry. Ooh, sure. heck. Hector, I'm going to have to strongly disagree. I think it's my favorite thing about the MLB. Every other every other place is the same dimensions. You know, basketball courts are same. Football fields are same. Not soccer, okay. Um, but uh, similar. Yeah, it, it's really close. Whereas it's not- the only thing that's the same for the MLB is the infield, base pass, mound, right? And then foul ground and outfield distances – completely different and i love it like it, it adds a little flair to uh to the game my my uh roommate jerry is all over that he hates it he's like but what about the stats and that's what hector's saying mlb is all about stats it matters you know some players have 50 home runs versus 20 because they just play a different ballpark whatever it might be that's a big discrepancy but i don't know it's 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 interesting for sure it's fun it's also if they made them all the same you're 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 tearing down Wrigley and you're tearing down Fenway. There's no room to make Fenway into a different park. The reason the Green Monster is there is because it's built on one city block. They don't have any extra room to to put more put more distance in there. So <laughs> there you go. We'll see you forever. All right, everyone. Thanks so much for watching tonight's show. We'll see you back here on Sunday for the next Lab Sox Sunday's episode. Have a great rest of your week, and we'll talk to you then. See you guys.